Welcome to the Real Life Investing Podcast with Jason and Rachel Wagner. We are husband and wife and dedicated to bring you conversations that revolve around real estate, entrepreneurship, personal development, relationships, politics, and just regular conversations that come across the dinner table. We will share with you actual stories of relatable people with hopes to inspire you to invest in becoming the best version of yourself. Thanks for being here and welcome to the show. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Real Life Investing with Jason and Rachel Wagner. And we are so excited to have our first guest on today, Hayden Humphrey. Um, We're so lucky to have him with us because what we're talking about today is actually coaching. And Rachel and I spent um, the last 12 months for Rachel, six months for me, Uh, with Hayden in weekly conversations. And we wanted to bring to you guys, you know, what that coaching experience was like. Um, We gained so much within the last 12 months um, of being with Hayden. And there is no person out there that we would want to have as our first guest as this guy, because he has made such an impact in our life. And I am thrilled to... uh, to bring him in on the conversation. Hayden Humphrey, how are you doing, brother? Wow, I'm doing so good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this uh, since you asked me about it initially. And uh, it's been an amazing year, six months with you, Jason, Rachel, uh, 12 months with you. And I'm super excited to be here and talk about what y'all took. And um, these are some of my conversations to have. So yeah, really, really uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Cool, dude. So tell me a little bit about yourself real quick so our, our listeners know. Um, how'd you get into coaching? What mm-hmm. is coaching like? What's your kind of motivation? What's kind of your style? Just give us a, mm-hmm. a quick background of of you sure. and, and why you're in the field. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I like to uh, talk about myself first and foremost as an uplifter. So really everything that I do in my life, everything that I work on is really focused on helping people break up and break out of the script that's keeping them stuck and small and supporting people in truly becoming the creators of their own lives. Um, Because that has 100% been the experience that I've had over the last, you know, six, seven years now at this point, um, because my life was one that was scripted. So I went to college, I got, uh, you know, the the business degree and moved to San Francisco and got the, the job at the sexy technology company and realized about two and a half years in that I was really miserable and very unhappy and was making a lot of my life decisions based on what I thought would be impressive and based on um, what I thought I was supposed to be doing versus actually listening to like, what do I want? Like, what, you know, what does Aiden want? And so in uh, the beginning of 2017, I had a, um, I had an experience where I missed my sales quota uh, at work. And it really messed with my head and kicked off this, you know, whole slew of realizations for me around, like I mentioned, um, why and how I was making decisions. And at that point, I decided, you know, I really don't want to be working in corporate anymore. I'd much rather be self-employed. So over the last uh, five years, five and a half years now, since the middle of 2017, um, that's basically what I've been doing. Um, It's gone through a number of iterations. Um, You know, funny enough, I didn't even know coaching was a thing uh, really when I left my full-time job. Um, But I ended up hiring a coach right after I left and helping me through that transition between when I was working in corporate 
to being self-employed and being in conversation with her was really unlike anything else that I had experienced to that point. And so I was like, how do I do this? <laughs> like, how do I have this conversation with other people? Um, because, you know, I've always been pretty introspective and, you know, wanting to learn about myself, but being able to have some <clears throat> trained and practiced in listening underneath and behind what you're saying, listening to your energy, listening to and getting curious about your belief systems and your perspectives, and then being able to bring them into the light, actually drive them up and then have a conversation about it. Um, it was crazy. It was, you know, it's like self-reflection, you know, on steroids uh, uh, in a way. And so I spent a few years trained as a coach. Um, I went through a, um, a year-long coaches training program and then stayed on for two years as part of the leadership team, helping train new coaches. Um, and then all the while, I've been building um, my practice. Uh, and that's also taken a number of um, different turns and shapes and sizes. Um, but, uh, but with where I'm at right now, I'm primarily focused on supporting small business owners um, and really helping people in understanding how do they create the results that they want to while also having the experience that they want to. Because I oftentimes find, and this might be part of what we talk about too, I oftentimes find that, you know, in this entrepreneurial conversation, it's like success at all costs. And the most important thing is making money. And the most important thing is being successful. And the most important thing is having clients or having an audience or whatever it is. So what ends up happening is we often sacrifice the enjoyment of the present moment and, and the journey and actually getting the results. Um, and so we find ourselves being very miserable, often unhealthy. And the funny thing about it is that um, that's not even necessarily the most efficient and optimal way to function. And when we're in this both and conversation about how do I enjoy my journey to the results and also create results that really matter to me, to me, that's that's a win-win. And so that's really the, the basis and the core focus of the coaching work that I do with people is helping them understand like, what does that win-win lifestyle actually look like for me? Who do I need to be in order to have that? And, you know, more tactically, like what needs to happen actions and timelines wise to, to get me there. Yeah, I mean, I that speaks so I mean, it speaks to me just because when you talk about like the enjoying the ride process, and especially as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to get caught up in the chaos and um, just everything that could happen um, while you're, you know, you're going after those goals, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it. I love what the work that we did, because we were able to kind of work through that stress management. And uh, just kind of that was a huge thing for me. And like where I'm at right now and where I was probably when we started, I feel like when I came to you, I was just like, I don't have time for all this stuff. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how it's all going to get done. And yeah. it was just a constant stress. It, you know, when you mm -hmm. speak to being unhealthy, that was totally a thing mm -hmm. for when I first started business and it wasn't important to me. And then as we fast forwarded six months it's like the stress management is so much better mm. because we've been mm, able to figure mm. out what's important. We've been able mm. to prioritize. We've been able to identify, you know, those big things. Mm. And it's because of coaching, right? And it's because I've been able mm. to talk with you about all of that stuff that really helped mm. um, for yeah. my business, you know, particularly. So, I mean, mm. for what you're talking about, that's, it's, it's massive. Right. And I, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting too, how um, in many ways stress gets normalized. 
And, um, you know, in, in many ways too, it's almost like actively promoted. Like to me, this is a lot of what, you know, kind of like the whole, the hustle culture and like hustle syndrome, like to me, that's a lot of what that drives. And if you're not able to take the good from that message and leave the things that don't serve you, oftentimes what ends up happening is we sort of conflate our value, our worth as people with how hard we're working. So the more that we're struggling, it's almost like, well, now the more valuable I am or the more that I'm doing things correctly, um, which is not the case. There is diminishing returns, uh, you know, uh, in terms of how hard you work. And so, you know, props to you, Jason, for also being willing to like slow down and for being willing to like actually be in a conversation about how could this go different and how might me um, loosening the reins a bit and creating more intentional time and space for myself actually allow me to operate at a higher level and not feel so overwhelmed all the time because that overwhelmed and busy feeling, it's not very effective, um, tends to be very stressful and whatever results we create from that place end up not sticking around for too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so Hayden, you have the unique opportunity, man, to, mm -hmm. to coach us both. What is your overall, <laughs> overall, like, how would you rate the report card of like where we started and where we ended? Like, okay, 12 months with Rachel. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I remember the very first conversation that you and I had after after I said, hey, you should coach my wife, and then you did it, yeah. and then yeah. I signed on, and I'm like, yes. Hayden, the work that you have done for Rachel, I am forever in debt to you because it was incredible. I mean, mm. for me, of an outsider looking in, mm. Rachel has made so many strides mm. forward in a positive mm. direction, mm. and as her husband... And just, you know, somebody that really is her champion and just wants her to really find herself and find her stride. Mm -hmm. To me, I felt that all of the work and all of the commitment that you put in to, to helping her really just, I, I mean, it played so many dividends into my life and into our lives together. And so I, yeah. I just thanked you so much. And I, and I showed so much, so much emotion on that first conversation. I think I was probably like crying because <laughs> anybody that that knows me, they kind of know that, Hey, Jason's kind of a sensitive guy a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, and I showed that to you on our first meeting. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so truly mm -hmm. the amount of work that you guys did from the beginning was, was incredible. And I, and I thought it was so, so valuable. So what's kind of your report card, would you say from how we've kind of transformed, um, as a couple or as Rachel individually, as, as I have, um, what's your thought on that? Yeah. 10 out of 10 would coach again, <laughs> a thousand percent. Um, no, it's been, it's been such a cool experience being able to work with both of you. You know, I was telling you before we started recording, I haven't worked with, um, another family or another couple before. And it's a very gratifying and cool experience because um, somewhat selfishly, <clears throat> I really love learning more about how people function, the dynamics of how people function. Um, and, you know, what does it mean to live a truly purpose-filled, fulfilling, connected, courageous life and being able to work with both of you, um, given how different you are and given your relationship, it was such a cool opportunity for me me to be able to see your your life from the from the outside 
but seeing it from many different perspectives and and angles. Um, and that was uh, hugely rewarding and really fulfilling. And, you know, genuinely, like props to both of you, like the work that both of you have done over the last six to 12 months um, in terms of being more connected with yourselves and allowing yourselves to try on different perspectives, like letting go of whatever the narrative was and trying on something else is really worthy of acknowledgement and celebration. And, you know, Jason, I said this to you, um, I think probably the last time that we talked, but, and this I think applies to both of you, but it's like the, the willingness to put down the narrative of how things are supposed to go. And it's like the willingness to suspend even for a moment, the belief that how it's going right now is how it has to go. That is an incredibly scary thing um, for a lot of people uh, because oftentimes what's involved in that is a questioning of identity. It almost turns into this in the subconscious. It almost turns into this existential conversation of like, well, <laughs> if it wasn't going this way, then who would I be? Who would I be? And for many people, that's too scary a conversation, which I understand. I totally get it. So reason I'm saying that is it just requires a lot of courage to be in the conversations um, that I've been in with both of you. And um, I mean, both of you, again, have just taken such huge strides in coming home to yourself, um, in understanding like, what is it I actually want and how do I function in the way that I want to, right? It's like what we were talking about earlier with the win-win around experience and results. Like both of you have taken so much ground in being in a conversation of like, yes, the results are important. Let's focus on that. Let's look at you know what you want to do there. But at the same time, also, how do you get there in a way that feels really fulfilling and feels really peaceful and feels really joyful? And the other thing that I want to say, and I might have said this to both of you, and I just want to make sure I say this um, in case I forget it, but I also really just like want to acknowledge both of you for the work that you've done um, and how you've um, built, um, improved your relationship with yourself and how that plays into how you parent. Like, I, like what lucky children your children are to have two parents who are willing to be in the kind of conversations that we've been in over the last six to 12 months. Um, because I think, you know, that's the thing is kids, they, they observe and they role model, not based on what you're saying, but who you're being, like, what action are you actually taking? Like, you know, what are you doing? What are the decisions that you're making, you know, in your lives? And both of you have really just done so much as far as practicing, making decisions that are more aligned, that feel more true to you, um, that, that are more um, trust-filled, that are more fulfilling, um, that are more in service of um, you creating a life that really works for you. And so I, again, just really want to acknowledge both of you as parents be, being in this work um, and the impact that I know that it is having and will continue to have on your kids. Rachel and I were talking about this because... Um especially for the children part and our kids and we love our kids. And we just realized that they need to have coaches as they start mm -hmm. to grow up. Right. And to, mm -hmm. there's so much emotion that can happen. And it's almost like a coaching, a coaching session on handling those emotions in which I don't yeah. think yes. um, many kids get. And a lot mm -hmm. of times that can really be held up. And I, and what I think you know, it. I've never been in a therapy session. Rachel has. Um, but there were a few times where even with our discussions, we kind of like talked about like, you know, what were some of those things of those childhood things mm -hmm. that maybe are impacting the way that you make decisions or the, the way totally. that you're, you're, you're carrying yourself, you know, 
it's it's funny how some of those past experiences can really play into your whole personality and your whole growth and maybe totally limits you until you yes. acknowledge some of that stuff. Yes. And so I, I kind of wanted to ask you the question because it's it's interesting to me. What, in your opinion, is a better way to go or how could coaching or how could this life coaching um, mm-hmm. be different than a therapy session? And, mm-hmm. you know, and what's kind of your opinion on, on mm-hmm. one versus the other or or both yeah. combined type thing? Yeah. I'm just interested to hear your perspective. Totally. Yeah. So um, uh, there are differences between the two. And my perspective is that both are incredibly powerful and useful, often in combination. Um, like I, for a long time, have had both coaches and therapists that I've worked with because the conversations have been a bit different. Um, I find, and this is going to be different depending on coaches that you talk to, because the interesting thing about coaching is it's an unregulated industry, meaning that anybody can call themselves a coach, whether or not they have the qualification and whether or not like that is actually the way in which they're the style in which they're working with people versus therapy. There's licensure and there's legal aspects and you know, a a lot of different elements of it. Um, But what I find often is that in therapy, um, it can be a more uh, emotions-based conversation. Um, My experience of therapy was it was much more focused on regulating my nervous system. It was much more focused on giving me tools and skills and an understanding of the emotional systems of my body, um, as well as taking a look at and um, sort of uh, healing trauma that happened has happened to me and happened to me when I was much younger. So oftentimes I would find myself with my therapist in a past-based, childhood-based conversation, you know, reframing and reorienting my stories and narratives around what happened to me then so as to create a different experience. Now, in addition to, um, you know, uh, I think with therapists too, one element of therapy, and this is going to be different, right, based on the the type of therapist that it is, but um, oftentimes um, I find that therapy is uh, somatic as well. So you're also looking at how do you connect with the body and how do you utilize the body in a healing um, conversation? So Mm -hmm. if you find yourself in a place where you are, you feel incredibly anxious, um, you have a lot of ruminating thoughts, you feel very overwhelmed um, all the time, it feels very chaotic in your experience and in your environment, it can be useful to talk with a coach. And I find that oftentimes those are the kinds of um, folks who are having those experiences, I would send them to a therapist first um, because there's a level of um, stability, I think, in terms of emotional regulation and the ability to, to be present and feel safe in your body that is very helpful when you go to have a coaching conversation because in a coaching conversation, it's much more forward oriented. Like we're really looking at, okay, where are you going regardless of what happened? And maybe sometimes we'll talk about what happened in the past, but oftentimes we're looking at where, what do you actually want? What do you want to create and what's going to be required from who you are right now to actually create that. And the ability to make those changes, the ability to implement new skills and behaviors and break up old patterns, that is made much easier when, again, you have the foundation of emotional regulation, you know how to feel safe in your body, you have those stress and anxiety coping mechanisms and techniques and you know that sort of thing. So um, that's really how I see it is therapy is often a 
for a past looking, um, potentially trauma based conversation. Coaching oftentimes is a much more forward oriented, goals oriented, vision oriented conversation. Both can be super valuable. You can start with one or the either. I, I think it just it would be a um, dependent on where you felt you wanted to start in the journey of getting to know yourself more and healing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rachel, you had made comments on how during coaching sessions, you had thought that, you know, there was going to be a lot more structure or like, you know, you were maybe thinking that Hayden was going to be like, Hey, here's what you need to do. Like, you know, a lot of times most people, when they're first to coaching, they don't, they don't know what to expect. When I think of a coach, I think of a, uh, you know, my coach on the field. Right. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's like, Hey, give me direction of how to play and type thing. But I think Rachel, you made the point of, you know, a lot of times we're not necessarily um, being told by Hayden, this is what you need to do. Hayden's helping us figure out exactly what we need to do together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, we come up with the solution, right? Yeah. Yes, because yes. of a lot of the probing questions and like a lot of the things that make you just go a little deeper into, well, why is it that you need to do that task? You know, what's on the other side of doing that task? I remember I remember Hayden asking this question a lot of what's on the other side of mm. doing that monotonous mm. task mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and figuring out your why. Rachel, mm-hmm. any, like for the thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of things. One, um, you had mentioned that I had done therapy previously. Um, and for me, I had a much more effective um, experience from coaching than I did for mm-hmm. my therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was probably at like listening to your description between the two of them. I think for me, mm-hmm. it was probably really misplaced. I didn't actually need a therapist. I really needed a coach. Mm-hmm. I needed a coach to help me mm-hmm. move forward. I didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of past stuff that I needed to work through. Right. It's always there Mm -hmm. and it always shows up. Like we talked a lot about like inner child things coming up or just kind of the script that you learn as a child of Uh how life's supposed to go. Um, Mm -hmm. So it comes up in coaching, but really my focus needed to be moving forward and not staying in that, that ping pong triangle of fear, feelings and self-defense that we talked about so, so so much. Um, So yeah. So like coaching for me was, has been way more effective than therapy ever was. Mm. Um, and then the other piece, um, as far as expectations go, when I first mm-hmm. came in, I totally entered coaching, expecting you to tell me what career to go into. Like, I really, I really thought within like a month or two, you'd be yeah. like, well, this is what you should do based on your knowledge and experience and what you like. And so go apply for these yeah. jobs. And like, yeah. I totally thought that's what was going to happen. And so I think the first few sessions I like, I mean, I brought to you all these different career paths and we talked about them so many times. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't like I'm not really doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. One. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember it's like leaving sometimes feeling a little frustrated, like, well, you're not telling me what to do. <laughs> like, what's the right answer here, Hayden? Like, hello, like this is what I'm here for. And so the first few sessions, I was a little frustrated. And then like yeah. it got so much deeper and so mm-hmm. much more of like a whole life experience. Um, like create, you kept asking me to like, you know, paint the picture of what kind mm. of life you want to create and what does that look like? Mm. And I think it took me six months to actually figure that out. Like, I think it was yeah. the start of our second, um, yeah. you know, six months or whatever, where I finally was like, I think I can picture it. I'm starting to see a little bit of like what I want, but really I, I but, couldn't. 
Um, mm. So yeah, I had a very different expectation of, of how it was going to go, but <laughs> this is, this has been way better than just telling yeah. me what job to go apply for. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. It's so funny. I mean, that is super real, right? Because um, that, you know, in, in generally what people think about coaching, that is, that is often the expectation. Um, and even if it isn't, I find it's often the like unconscious desire or the unconscious pattern is looking to others to tell us what to do. And this is something that is super common. I struggle with this all the time is feeling like I don't have the answer. I don't know. And so I want somebody else to tell me what I should be doing or which direction, you know, I should go or whatever it is. But I think what's so cool. Um, and I think what I really appreciate and, and, love about doing this work with people is it while it's uncomfortable while it can be uncomfortable to feel like i want you to tell me what to do and you're not telling me or you're not giving me an answer or it doesn't feel like you're giving me a direct answer on the other side of that is the understanding and the recognition that you already have everything that you need to create exactly what you want and so in many ways like coaching is a uh it's a process and it is a um an experience of developing and recognizing your own agency, meaning that you understand that you have, you have the tools, you have the insight, you know, you are the person that is fundamentally responsible for up and down every single aspect of your experience and what you're creating. And again, it can be uncomfortable to recognize that and to reclaim that, to take full ownership and responsibility and realizing like, Oh, it's all on me. Like this isn't going to change unless, you know, I do something about it. But at the same time, that is the most powerful you can be as a person. That is the most powerful, the most potent, the most creative, the most expansive you can be as a person is when you are in full ownership of all of your choices, your decisions, you know, what you're creating. The second point I wanted to say, Rachel, and I, thanks for bringing this up is, you know, this whole conversation around in coaching, because you're so right. So much of my work with people is supporting them in connecting to emotionally what they want for themselves. It's this conversation of desire. It's what do you actually want in your life? Because oftentimes the vast majority of people, pretty much everybody, the way that we're conditioned, the way that we're taught how to make decisions is very reactionary. Or to say it another way, it's to follow the script. It's to do the thing that you think that you should be doing, to do the thing that seems smart, to do the thing that seems normal, to do the thing that you see you know, everybody else doing. And whether we're clear about it or not, we hate that. As people, we don't like that because we want to be 100% free agents. We want to be building our lives 100% aligned with what we most want and in making our own decisions. But oftentimes we're not taught how to do that. We don't actually know how to do that. And it feels really scary. And I imagine I definitely had this experience. I'd be curious to hear from both of you. It feels almost on the outset when you hear that, it feels irresponsible. You're like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't just follow what I want to do most and focus on what I desire. Everything will fall apart. I won't get anywhere. I won't make any results. But the cool part is helping people in understanding that that's not the case. And in many ways, like you'll get more of what you want. You'll go faster. You'll be stronger. You'll enjoy the process more if you're focused on and truly in touch with what you most desire. You creating a life from the top to the bottom, every single facet that really feels like a true reflection of who you are as an individual. And it's just a practice. It's just a practice that takes time to develop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking about that, why is such a big, big thing. And, mm -hmm. and once you figure that out, 
the motivation just becomes accelerated, right? And it's just, it's off the charts. And for me, especially on a business side where we really mm-hmm. did a ton of amazing work, where mm-hmm. it was truly what was the why that we were going mm-hmm. after, we established mm-hmm. it. And then you and I developed a 10-year plan to get there. And and it's it's like, okay, once we put that down on paper, it became so very clear to me that, mm-hmm. okay, here's what I want to be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then each year leading up to that, what's the goal? And all of a sudden, that 10-year mark seemed so attainable. It seems so attainable because we were just dissecting it down to like, here's what we, here's what I want to do by next year. And then here's some of the metrics. And for me, that clarity of mm-hmm. how to perform of uh, what we wanted to obtain was a mm-hmm. really, really great exercise. And then you mm-hmm. also helped me in terms of like what you were talking about was um, we, we found our uniqueness and like from a business mm-hmm. setting, what was it um, for our identity what was mm-hmm. it that made us us? And then yeah. how could we hone into that and really leverage, hey, here's what you're really good at. Yes. Here's what makes you unique. And you need to go out into the marketplace and make sure that you're showing all of that stuff because that's what's going to bring you opportunity. And you naturally lead into that anyways. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're leaning on that stuff. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of our work that we did together was just acknowledging um, for me as a business owner, you're like, Jason, you bring a lot of great energy to every meeting, right? Leverage that. And a lot of times people like to be around you because mm-hmm. you're confident and you mm-hmm. have a track record and um, you're knowledgeable. And then you also challenged me to be even more forthcoming with information. Hey, dude, I think you're actually pretty good at this real estate stuff. You could be a thought leader in the business. Mm. And that was something that I've never even thought of ever because I was always just, you know, being on social media, being online, you know, who are you online and who are you in person? Sometimes we have two Mm. different identities Um, Mm. and you really kind of pushed me to become one person, Mm. no matter what platform, you know, Mm. I was, I was pushing myself on. (laughs) And so from there, I, it just, the confidence kept building and mm-hmm. it it just felt like we were making so much more movement. And I and I just got so clear on where the business was going, mm-hmm. where I was growing personally. And mm-hmm. with that comes with everyday enjoyment of what you're doing, <laughs> which is like, mm-hmm. that's the best. Because when you're enjoying your what you're doing every single day, when you're bringing the energy every single day, people feel it. And your wife is going to feel it. Your partner, your your business partners, your customers, your clients, everybody mm. feels that energy because mm. you have already done the hard work of figuring out where you're going. Totally. And I think that's where coaching made massive improvements mm. uh, for my life and my business and where we're going. And it's just mm. all of that combination mm. in, the, in the in discussions we have on a weekly basis that just kept chiseling away at here's how we're getting a little bit more clear on where we're going. And to your point, that's what coaching is all about is yeah. what's your path forward and figuring yes. that out. Yes. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. It's, um, you know, I, there's a bunch of stuff in what you said that uh, I think is like super valuable, but I think a huge element of this is recognizing and um, really understanding that everyone is brilliant 
everyone is a genius in in some way, in their own way. Everyone is incredibly intelligent, incredibly brilliant, and is is a genius. And I think, especially with business owners, a huge element of creating effortless success, like not struggle, but success, effortless success, is understanding. Who are you uniquely? What is your unique advantage? What are your strengths? What are your tendencies? What are your values? Because when you understand what those things are, you can start to build around that. You're building an aligned business. You're building an aligned life where the things that you're doing are aligned with who you are naturally. In many ways, it's like letting it be easy. You are letting the process of creating this business and creating your life in this way actually be super easy. And I really love what you said too around the whole getting clear on what the end goal is because you're so right. And I find oftentimes when we are thinking about what we want, it's like two things tend to happen. Either we're not really clear on what it is. So there's no real uh, sense of direction. And often we feel like we're spinning our wheels and we're just going in circles and we don't feel very effective. We don't feel like we're winning often. So it's huge. And being able to help someone connect to, this is what I care most about. This is my why. This is why this thing matters to me. You get a sense of direction. And then what can happen is when you're clear on that, if the gap feels too overwhelming, if the difference between where you are now and where you want to be feels like it's too large, oftentimes we'll tell ourselves it's impossible possible. Whether we, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we'll tell ourselves like, I, I have no idea how I'm going to get from A to Z. And so why even try? It's not even worth it because I'm probably not going to get there anyways. So props to you for being willing to first and foremost, get clear on your why and like, Hey, here's my prime directive. And then actually sitting down and doing the work to look at what's it going to take to get me from this from where I am right now to this place that I want to go and understanding that it might change and shift and morph, you know, as time goes on. But when you can see the path, you go, oh, I can walk that. I can walk that. And so now I'm going to show up and act as if it is inevitable because in a way it is. And that is a huge advantage. Um, and it sounds like a huge win for you too, because when you trust that what you want is inevitable, you just get to enjoy what you're doing right now. There's no need to prove. There's no need to try. There's no need to worry about how things are going to turn out because you know, in your heart of hearts, this thing is on its way to you. And now the only thing to do is just enjoy the ride between here and there. You talked about alignment and mm -hmm. alignment was something that I think was another big facet of what we worked on together. Um, and I developed for my business, I developed really, you know, five core values of which I thought um, identified us. And mm -hmm. I feel that every single business should do that is, is really come up with what are your core values? Yeah. And then you took that another level to say, okay, you've identified what these core values are. Now, now you need to make sure that people that come into the organization or people that you start targeting have those values as well. And mm. what I've noticed, maybe some of the maybe some of the failures that I've had before, maybe some of the struggles, um, mm. when you kind of look back and do like a postmortem, well, why did that go so bad? Um, mm. It's because the alignment wasn't there in the values. Mm. And again, as you move forward and as you learn more about yourself, your business. And what your identity is and getting clear on that, what really sparked a big epiphany for me was just like, hey, man, whenever you bring in somebody new, mm -hmm. really lean on what your core values are and make sure mm -hmm. that that person also shares that because mm -hmm. that's going to set you up for success 
Um, and that's going to allow you to have a really good partnership or a really good whatever you start to establish um, yep. client, you know, client relationship. Um, and, and I really, really thought that that was a really great point that you brought up. And it's so good to have that work done um, and to put into business perspective. Totally. Because now, you know, and I think the coolest part about it is, you know, to me, what that says is the strength and stability of your business and the inevitability of your success is it's off the charts. It's there. It's guaranteed. It it will 100% happen. This is the interesting thing when we're talking about businesses and how you build businesses, because um, oftentimes what can happen is if we're building businesses from a place of fear, from a place of scarcity, from a place of lack of clarity, or feeling as though we need to take everything that comes to us, and sometimes we need to, but if that's kind of the running you know MO uh, for your organization, you are building a house of sticks. You are building house of cards in in a sense because that's what you're doing with a with a business, especially one that you know has the trajectory that that you see for it. You're building even a, size, a skyscraper you could think about, and so the more that you can be really intentional about the foundational elements of how you are building this building, the stronger it's going to be, the longer it's going to last, the more able you are going to be to weather storms that happen inevitably in the market and with other you know sorts of um, environments environmental conditions, and it will feel much more stable. It will feel more sturdy. You'll be in the building and you'll be like, wow, I feel really safe in here because you've done the work of building it in a way that's very aligned and in a way that's um, very strong. And I think the other thing too, to, to keep in mind, thing I want to acknowledge you for too, is the willingness to do that. Because to me, that requires a level of faith. It requires a level of trust that things will work out. It requires a level of vulnerability. It requires a level of authenticity, like you bringing more of you into what you're doing. And that can be scary. That can be a scary uh, uh, experience for some people. So there's there's a level of vulnerability and authenticity that's required in doing that. But in so many ways, it's also the secret sauce because now, because you've done that, because you've done that work, again, anything that you do from here, it's going to be way more stable. It's going to be way more likely to succeed. You're going to be able to take whatever you know life throws at you that much more easily. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, this I think this goes for both of you too. Like props to both of you for also being clear on what your values are and how you're actually going out and getting involved in things in your lives that feel like they are aligned. Because we could talk about this with business, but we could also talk about this with life generally. Your lifestyle, your your lifestyle that you're building is a house. And the more intentional that you are about what's most important to you and what your values are, who you actually are, the more willing you are to say yes to things that really do work for you and no to things that don't work for you, the easier it's going to be to feel grounded, the easier it's going to be to feel to centered, peaceful, not stressed out. It's huge. Yeah, actually, I'm going to spin that into um, like family and friends too. So everything you were just talking mm -hmm. about alignment and knowing your values and what you need. I was really struggling with that at the beginning of coaching um, with so much anxiety around our kids and what, where they were going, who was taking care of them and just the atmosphere of which they were in. And now mm. we've made a pretty drastic change um, for where our kids are going, but I feel no stress or anxiety around, you know, mm. them being gone throughout the day and, mm. and feel super comfortable and confident in the choice that we've made for where they're spending their time. And it's because we spent so much time focusing in on, okay, well, what is it that we want? What is it that we don't want for them? And, and then finding it. 
Um, mm. So that has been super um, beneficial, I think, for just our, our stress level um, that mm. I didn't even realize was stressful, right? Like I didn't even actually <laughs> know yeah. that I had that, or, like I didn't realize I had this like subconscious anxiety happening um, until we made that change. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, I can breathe a can little breathe. bit. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I think like alignment in our relationships too. I think I'm putting mm-hmm. a lot more focus yeah. into um, relationships that I really feel connected to and just putting mm. more time and effort into those friendships and yeah. business relationships, because I find I get more connected to them. I get a little deeper mm. with them. Um, I just get more, um, you know, enjoyment out of spending time mm-hmm. in those, those friendships and relationships. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a huge thing is, um, you know, your circle and who are you mm-hmm. close with? And as we progress through life, um, you know, things change, right? And but it, but it's kind of keeping very very clear on what's important to you and what are your values and and mm-hmm. are the people that are in your life do they kind of support your values? Mm-hmm. Um, and are you supportive of theirs? Um, and mm-hmm. what we've come to really find out is is people that do align mm-hmm. really you know tightly with with what mm-hmm. our visions are. We mm-hmm. have the best relationships with mm-hmm. them, and we can go deep with them, and we yeah. can have you know in awesome conversations that are vulnerable, that are authentic. Um, And that just makes it a better relationship because you Mm. don't have any like standoffish. You don't have any like, oh, I I don't (laughs) want to fakeness. Um, I don't want to offend you type thing. It's, it's total real talk. And, Uh and that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Right. And because we're aligned on, you know, what, what's important to us and who are some of those other people that also kind of align with those values as well. So totally. Yeah, and you get I think the most support from those relationships and you get the most challenge too, right? Like those are the people who are going to be like, "Well, why are you doing this? Why not do it this way?" because they're not going to have any guard to yeah. worry of offending you, right? It's like a really mm. deeply rooted um relationship and friendship. So Yeah. yeah. 100%. Talk I about the, um Hayden, I want to because you I think this is a really big thing that you hit on a lot. Talk mm-hmm. about authenticity and like <laughs> what what that means and why does yeah. authenticity win in your opinion or like, mm-hmm. you know, why should people push to be a little bit more authentic and what's, you know, yeah. there's another caveat to that. What's the risk to being mm, authentic? Totally. No, it's a really great question. And, you know, it's cool. I haven't um, formulated it in this way, but when you asked me that question, what came up for me was. Ac- uh, authenticity is access to your innate power, meaning uh, how I see people is naturally powerful, naturally um, full of agency, naturally creative, naturally courageous. Um, it's like the opposite of somebody who lets other people tell them what to do and feels guarded and feels scared and ha- has all these defense mechanisms. To me, that's who we are naturally as people. That's who we are when we're born as kids. And when and I think you see this in kids, kids are unguarded. Kids are courageous. Kids are brave. Kids yes. are um, yes. honest, very honest and yes. very transparent. And as we grow up, we sort of have those things um, 
uh, we, we are told that those things are wrong and we are conditioned to be afraid. We are conditioned to view ourselves as small. We are conditioned to view ourselves as not enough. And so what ends up happening is by the time that we reach, you know, young adulthood, we've been filled with these stories and these narratives and these beliefs um, about who we are that, that obfuscate and uh, make it very difficult to see that who we are naturally is incredibly powerful. We are infinitely powerful, infinitely creative, courageous beings. Um, and it's it's a process of removing the layers of conditioning and life experience and trauma that actually allows us to see this. And so I think with authenticity, one of the cool things about authenticity is authenticity to me is a feeling and a um, uh, it's like a directional tool to help you understand where in your life and how you can show up to be more of that innate self, like the person that you were when you were much younger. Um, it's incredibly scary to do um, because oftentimes how we think about our place in the world and our place in community is based on who we currently believe ourselves to be. So if you put that uh, notion of who you currently believe yourself to be at risk, in a way, you are risking or putting at risk your sense of belonging. And for many people, that is the scariest thing that you could possibly do is to is to potentially put at risk your belonging in community, to be alone. And so for many people, the idea of practicing authenticity, actually looking at what does it mean for me to show up more as my true innate self, my actual self, the self that feels good, the self that I know myself to be showing up that way, many people, um, their, uh, their experience or their understanding, what they are afraid is going to happen is people won't want to spend time with them. If I bring more of myself to the table, the people that are in my life right now are not going to like this because this is who they, this is who they know me to be. They may not accept me. And the hard fact is there are some people where that is the truth. You will bring more of your authentic self and there will be people in your life who are like, I don't like this version of you, which sucks. It sucks. It's not fun. And especially, especially if it's like a parent or somebody who you've had in your life for a really long time, that can be very confronting. That can be very scary to have this core person in your life basically say, I don't see this new version of you, or I don't believe in this new version of you. But the um, thing about it, going back to what we were talking about earlier with vision, is understanding that that pain, that fear is temporary. It's a temporary thing. There may be people in your life who decide that they don't want to be in your life anymore, and that will be painful. That might be painful, but that is a temporary pain. And what you find on the other side of going through that experience, bringing more of your authentic self to the table is you start to build new relationships or you start to reinvent your current relationships to reflect that new version of you. So what ends up happening is you create belonging for this new version of you, but that doesn't happen until you're willing to courageously and intentionally bring that authentic version of you to the table. And I think the thing, the last thing I'll say on this is from an authenticity perspective, especially, you know, when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, to me, it is a huge competitive advantage in so many ways to be authentic. One being, um, it is not super common. So when you do it, people stop and go, wow, this is different. 
this feels very real. This feels very honest. This feels very authentic. You're more likely to engage people and have people be interested in you, want to support you, want to work with you, want to work for you when you are more authentic. I think the second thing too is when you build a business that is predicated on your authenticity, kind of going back to what we were talking about, building the house and having a solid um, foundation, uh, it is likely to be a much less stressful experience because oftentimes what happens is when we're not clear when we're not clear on who we are authentically the way that we build businesses is we we sort of um lose ourselves in it and it becomes who we are it becomes our sense of value it becomes our sense of worth so if if something happens to your business what ends up happening is you say this means something about me this means i'm less worthy this means i'm less valuable this means i'm less whatever leads to a lot of stress, anxiety, leads to a lot of fear-based thinking. You're not as effective when you're questioning your own worth and value. But if you're building something based on your own sense of authenticity, and because you know who you are, and because you know your innate value as a person, anything that happens, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a bummer. That person didn't hire me. Things, sales aren't going the way that I want them to. You know, this person left, this person, whatever. Things can happen, but it doesn't feel quite as traumatic. It doesn't feel quite as chaotic. Um, You feel a lot more secure and stable in yourself as an entrepreneur when you are more authentic. This is so good, man. This is like, it's so good because I totally agree. And and you may have some of those things that do happen to you, but you know what? I think you you will develop relationships that are so much stronger. And what you'll realize is that you'll get so many more opportunities that I think you're right. It's scary at first, But as you keep being consistent with it and as you just keep showing your true self and living up to, you know, what the best version of you is, people are going to be attracted to that. And Mm -hmm. people are going to want to be around that because you're going to have that energy that we were talking about earlier that just promotes this person walks into a room and they are so confident in what their ability is, what their uniqueness is, what they can bring to the table. And Mm. they don't you know, they don't think twice about it. Right. And so that just brings a level of uh, energy and Mm -hmm. being that people want to, you know, put themselves around and, and, and encourage more relationship building. Um, Yeah, man. I, I had never really thought about authenticity until you really brought it up. And, and um, in, in terms of how I'm trying to be more of a thought leader in the industry Mm -hmm. and just putting myself out there in terms of, Hey, this is my, and how I'm doing that is I'm purposely saying, you know, I'm analyzing the market and I'm putting out my own opinions. Mm -hmm. You know how scary it is for a real estate agent (laughs) to give an opinion that may not be consensus. Yeah. Right. And then to be bold about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you put yourself out there, you expose yourself to vulnerability, right? You expose yourself to criticism. You expose yourself to trolls and people that can purposely just try to debunk you uh, just for the fun of it, right? But I think at the end of the day, know that that comes with the territory Mm -hmm. and then you can conquer that. And when you do, you're unstoppable. You win. (laughs) <laughs> you you have won the game when you know when what you're doing no longer reflects or it 
feels like it's no longer related to your own worth and value as a person. When you realize you could go through any experience and you would come out on the other side okay. And it's the funny thing, right? It's the funny thing about coaching is like, we're, we're in this conversation, yes, about results, yes, about business, yes, about strategy. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, really, we're in a conversation about your relationship with you. We're in a conversation about you healing yourself. And when you really take on that work, you know, Jason, to your point, like you are unstoppable. Like it's you, you have then won the game because of the level of confidence that you're able to bring because of the level of courage that you're able to bring because of the level of resilience that you're able to bring. Um, that's huge. Um, I've got a few questions for you, Hayden. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So people interested in coaching, um, Mm -hmm. coaching obviously comes with a price tag, right? And so it's, it's more of the, you know, you have to have some type of discretionary income to, to, you know, want to invest in yourself. And you're making that analysis um, for those that just like, they can't, they don't quite have it right now. They don't quite mm-hmm. have the ability to invest mm-hmm. in a coach um, mm-hmm. to sign up for a program. Is there anything that you could recommend for some of those people that, you know, they don't have those resources, but they want to focus on being maybe their more authentic self. They want to focus on, yeah. on how they can be clear and where they're going in the future. Anything that you can kind of recommend for those types of people to kind of uh, do like self-work? Totally. Yeah. No, it's a really great question. And I think the, the thing that I'll say about coaching is nobody needs a coach, really, genuinely. Nobody needs a coach. The reason that people hire a coach is because they want to get clearer on what they want, what their best life looks like, and they want to accelerate the attainment of of that life. So all that to say, the work that I'm doing that I, I have done with both of you and that I also do with all my other clients, you can do for yourself. And in many ways, like that is my intention in going into coaching relationships with people is having them understand for themselves, here are the skills, the tools that I'm using to coach you that you can use on yourself after we end up um, uh, stopping coaching. Like, it was actually really funny. I had a client that I ended with, um, like two weeks ago and we were doing our completion call and, uh, we, he was talking about the value that he got. And he's like, you know what? It's so funny in working with you. It has helped me realize that I don't need you. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's perfect. That's so perfect. Cause that is, that's exactly the point. That is exactly the point. Um, because the, uh, again, really what I'm helping people do is just understand here are the skill sets and the patterns and the behaviors that are going to help you become more of yourself and get more of what you want more quickly. And I, I and I want to roll model those. And I want to give those to the, the, to the people that I work with. All that to say, if this kind of work is of interest to you, there's so many different ways to get involved in these kinds of conversations. You know, I think taking a step back from coaching or one-on-one coaching, you know, you could look at group coaching programs, um, which tend to be uh, less of an investment, less expensive. Um, you could look at therapy, um, which again is a little bit different, but also, you know, it's a conversation about self and it's a conversation about going deeper into your own self-awareness. Um, oftentimes therapy can be covered um, if you have medical insurance, you know, through your employer or through, you know, whatever healthcare you end up signing up for. A lot of therapists will also have sliding scale um, payments. So, I mean, it could be anywhere from like 60 to $120 a session or, you know, whatever it might be. So there's many ways, if you want to work with someone, there's many different ways to um, pay to, to have those kinds of experiences. Um, and if you're looking for other opportunities or other things to do that might not be directly, um, that might not cost money or might not be an investment, like YouTube, 
um, Spotify for podcasts, mm-hmm. books. I'm a huge reader. I mean, I've been doing this work for intensely for like six years and I'm still reading self-help books because I get something new every time that I read through them. I get some new insight. I get some new idea. I get some new tool or new strategy you know, that I can use with myself. So actually going out and consuming information is really helpful in getting a clearer understanding of why you do the things that you do um, and why the experiences that you're having in your life might be happening. Um, And, you know, I think the last thing that I would say on this, and this is, I'm a huge proponent of this um, for everybody that I work with and just for everybody generally is taking time to build an intentional relationship with yourself. Because to me, that is the most valuable time that you can spend is time in relationship with yourself, more deeply understanding yourself. Because often the reason that people are unhappy or are unfulfilled is because it feels like their life is a reaction. Everyone is a collection of patterns. Everyone is a collection of stories. Everyone is a collection of behaviors. Oftentimes, we are not conscious of what these patterns and behaviors are. And so in a sense, we're just living out, um, projecting into the future the experience that we had when we were much younger. And when you're much younger, you're not consciously building your belief system. Uh, You're being poured into. You're looking at what your parents are doing. You're looking at what people around you are doing and you're role modeling. But the thing about it is your parents might also have a lot of trauma. Your parents might not be the healthiest people. And so you are basically taking that in and learning how the world works through these people and through these experiences that might not necessarily be the most conscious or might not necessarily be the most healthy. And so, so much of life, so much of getting what you want is understanding What are the narratives? What are the scripts? What are the stories that are driving me, driving my decision-making, driving my life? And the more time that you spend in relationship with yourself, simply noticing, building awareness, asking yourself questions, being curious about your own experience, why you do the things that you do, why you believe the things that you believe, the more that you are able to get a handle on the things that are driving your behavior, and then over time actually change those. So you can fundamentally create a very different experience of your life. It's so good, man. It's so good. It was, I'm telling you, it was worth the investment. Um, I'm so glad I did it. Um, you know, I was only six months, Rachel, 12 months. Uh, just give, I mean, would you, would you second that? That it was worth it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've said this, I think, a number of times that like all the the growth and clarity that I found over this last year has been a direct result of, of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super powerful. And mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, your client who said, I don't need you. It, it is. It's like this reflection of like, I actually hold all the answers and hold all the power. Um, and you're really good at like bringing that um, insight um, and sessions of like, you actually have full control over how you experience life. And, um, once you realize that it's like, well, Oh, <laughs> Oh, Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. So <laughs> I, I want to add, I want to add something because, sure. um, every week, you know, it's, it's on the docket every week that we're going to meet mm-hmm. Wednesday, one o'clock. That's what it was for me. And sometimes uh, as a client of yours, you'd be like, oh, you know, crap, what are we going to talk about this week? Like, you know, maybe nothing's happened. Maybe that's what you think in your head. Nothing has really Mm. happened. And Mm. 
the amazing part that I found with each and every conversation with you was that they were 60 minutes long. And you may think going into it, I only have five minutes to talk to him about something because <laughs> I don't have anything else. Like, I don't know what I want to be coached on. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But the thing is, is that as we get into the conversation, 15, 20 minutes that would go by, and maybe we still wouldn't find that that big aha moment. But it literally happened every single time for me. Mm. There was an aha moment mm. by the end of that call. Yeah, 100%. And it was like, I kept telling you, Hayden, I'm just like, how the heck do you do this? Like, a lot of these aha moments aren't like these big things that we just like never knew. It's just Mm -hmm. the fact that they just hit us in the face because we're talking about them. Mm -hmm. And we already know the answers, Mm -hmm. but you're able to bring them forward. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, that's exactly what I need to do. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh-huh. I showed up to the vast majority of my coaching sessions without a plan of what I wanted to talk about. And every single time I left with something valuable and something to practice the next week. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's remarkable. It's literally <laughs> remarkable how you you have the skill set to do that. And so I want to acknowledge you on that because that's Thanks. that's fantastic. And and uh, and I and it got to the point where you know, there were probably a couple of sessions where I was just like, ah, you know, maybe we should cancel this week. But dude, then we got to the, then I realized there was a moment where I'm like, dude, this happens every single time. There is no mm-hmm. chance I'm going to cancel this mm-hmm. week because mm-hmm. there's going to be an aha moment. It's mm-hmm. almost like networking. It's like, oh, it's so easy for me to not go to that networking event. But then when you realize that when you continue to go and you have the consistency, the relationships get better. You start seeing the same faces, you start building relationships and like more opportunities come to you because you're doing that and you're being consistent with it. And it's just like coaching, the more Mm. consistency that you have with it Mm. and the more that you put into the conversation and want to be curious about yourself and want to share and be vulnerable. I mean, that's, Mm. that's where you start to gain so much that you never really realized that you could gain. It's huge. And I thank you so much. I really appreciate that acknowledgement um, because that is, that really matters to me. Like that's a, it's a huge element of like why I do this work and what I continue to ask myself, how can I get better at doing this? Um, Because I think that there is, um, there's so much magic inside of um, the kinds of relationships that, that we've had and that I get to build with clients where I'm really looking at how do I create a space how do I create a container where someone feels as though anything is possible? They feel that they can set down their fear. They can set down their insecurities. They can set down the need to protect themselves. And we can be in a much more authentic, unguarded conversation. Because when you're at, when you're in conversation at that level, that's really where you're changing things. Like that's really where you're addressing like the core narratives about who you are and um, the uh, the willingness to go deep too, right? And I've, I think I've said this to both of you uh, multiple times. Most people are not in these conversations. 
the vast majority of people are not in these conversations, either because they just don't know, um, they don't have access to it, um, or because it's really scary, which I think is oftentimes um, the the uh, reason for most people. Um, you know, we're, we're having these conversations where we're going deep again, and we're really asking these questions about who am I? What is my place in the world? How, how, how have I built my understanding of life? And do I want it to continue that way? Or do I want to start to replace pieces or even tear it all down and start over. Um, and that can be a really um, scary and confronting conversation. Um, and so, you know, uh, to acknowledge both of you again for your willingness to be there and to also say thank you again for that acknowledgement, because that is a that is exactly the experience I want to create for people. That is exactly the impact that I want to have out in the world is inviting people into an experience of themselves that is so much more authentic, that is so much more powerful, where they realize they truly understand and recognize, they remember that they are an infinitely powerful, infinitely curious, creative being who can create their life exactly the way that they want to. It's so good. <laughs> All right, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time, dude. You provide so much value to us mm. and, uh, and just everybody that's going to be listening to this. So I, I thank you for coming on and um, yeah. thank you for the, for the constant support um, mm-hmm. for us. You've again, you've been the most impactful person in Rachel and mine's life um, within the last six to 12 months. And it's just been yeah. uh, so much fun to have these weekly conversations with you. And I just, I just want to thank you again mm-hmm. um, because I think we're forever in debt to you. Just be like, mm-hmm. again, the strides that we've done personally and the strides that we are as a family and the strides that we've yeah. made um, as a business and where that's going. Like, yeah. it's just, life is just so much more fun now um, mm. because we've done this work because we've done this work. Life is just so much more fun. And this is exactly like, this just ties into our whole, you know, podcast setting. It's like, it's real life investing. Mm. It's investing in yourself to become um, the best version of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, and it's through business, it's through relationships, it's through, you know, investing and in finding mentors and it's, it's finding people that can support your mission and help bring out, you know, what your mission is and be very clear on that. And I think this is where you played a massive, massive role in that. And again, thank Mm -hmm. you for all that. Um, And so if for anybody that wants to get in touch with you, I'm sure you're taking on new clients. um, How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, I'm super um, uh, on Instagram uh, as of late. So it's just at Hayden as himself. Um, I post stories pretty regularly, new content pretty regularly. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about how to work with me or scheduling time to talk, um, you just do it on my website. It's just HaydenHumphrey.com. All right, brother. Um, thanks again for everybody listening and we will catch you on the next one. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Real Life Investing Podcast. We hope that you walk away from this episode with something of value, whether you learn something new, felt inspired, or it helped spur a new idea. We are all in this game of life together, and sometimes all it takes is hearing the stories and strategies of others that are out there doing it to help inspire you to take action towards becoming the best version of yourself. Thanks for listening. Please share the show, and we'll catch you on the next episode.